on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh, God. Oh, God. So excited. It is Wednesday. So excited to see each and every single one of you. If you have not, go ahead, hit that share button. Let's get the word out there to as many people as we possibly can, because God has definitely got a word for us on today. Hey, Aaron, I see you, girl. So good to see you tuning in. Hallelujah. And so, yes, let's go ahead and jump over into our topic, because as we know, this is the year of the open door. If you are not aware of that, let me tell y'all, I told my church this on Sunday and I'll say it again uh, to those of you that are watching, those of you that are listening in, and even those of you that are going to be listening uh, and watching the replay a little bit later. And even those that are going to be downloading the podcast a little bit later, this is the year of the open door. When we entered into the month of September, we shifted. Every September, there is a Jewish new year that comes around and it causes us to shift over into what is next. And so what is next? We are seeing it happen now. We are walking in it now. And so God began to deal with me and he began to say, Chanel, it's very important and imperative that people understand how to label their door. What does your door look like? How will you know when you're in front of it? Because, you know, a lot of times we as believers will shout over these things and we'll preach these things and we'll talk about these things, but we don't know how to identify these things. And one of the things that God told me is the first thing that you would need to do when it comes to identifying what your door is. Now, I want to make this very clear. You are not looking for doors in this season. This is the year of the open door. And this door, this entry point, this thing is what is going to set you up for the remainder of your life. If you trust God and if you believe God and if you allow him to, God wants to set you up so good to the point where you will never have to look for any other door. When Once you walk through this, it's going to connect you to the right people. It's going to connect you to the right resources. It's going to connect you to everything that you need. Down through here, you are going to need relationships. It is imperative that you are open to relationship. You are open to invite people in. So many of us, we have put up walls over the years because of past hurt, because of past trauma that we have experienced. And it has caused us to cut people off. It has caused us to become offended at people that were not even trying to hurt us. Come on, that goes that word again. We've been dealing with offense for the past several weeks. And let me tell you something, offense, if, if, if you don't deal with it, offense can mess up your relationships and it can cause you to shut, uh, shut people out, shut down people in your life that, that God has sent to you to help you. God has sent these individuals to you to hurt you. Let me tell you something. When somebody is telling you the truth about yourself, you, they're not trying to hurt you. 
I know that it might hurt, but when someone is being honest to you concerning something in your life or concerning something that you need to do, there is no reason for you to get offended and cut that person off. Let me tell you something down through here, you need leadership. Down through here, you need spiritual authority. You need individuals that are going to be able to speak to where you're going. They're not focused on where you are right now. They're not focused on your feelings. Come on, you need to get people around you that are not caught up in your gifts. They're not caught up in whatever platform that you have or whatever bit of influence that you have. You need to get people around you that are not phased by what you were doing now and they're not phased by the gifts that you have on the inside of you because unfortunately what we see a whole lot of in the body of christ is competition it's it is a real thing you guys in the body of christ you have so many people that are competing with their leaders why would you be competing with someone that holds your destiny in their belly? Come on, if anything, we need to learn how to position ourselves at the feet of Jesus again. This is so imperative. And I told my church this on Sunday. It is so imperative that we reposition ourselves. We get in the right posture in this season of being at his feet. Why is that important? Because we have to understand that God is always shifting. I know we want to believe that he is the same yesterday, today, today. He is the same yesterday, today, and ever more. I want, I know we want to believe that that scripture is saying that God never changes his methods, that God never changes, uh, he never changes his direction. God will never give you new instructions, never give you new commands. I know we want to believe that, but let me tell you something, the worst place that you you can find yourself is in a place where God used to be. Why do I say that? Why is that imperative to understand? Because we have to know that God is always shifting. His methods or his love for us may never change. For instance, the Bible says that it is the goodness of God that draws man to repentance. That is written in his word. That will never, that will never wither. That will never change. He will never do it another way. He will always draw mankind to him with his love. God will always speak to us through his word. He will always speak to us in a still small voice. He will speak to us using different people. He will speak to us using different leadership in our life. That is his ways. God's, God's thinking will always be higher than ours. His ways will always be bigger and greater than ours. But God's methods do change. In other words, the way that God would move in the 70s is not how God is moving in 2023. It's not how God is going to be moving in 2024. But in order for us to understand that, you've got to be at his feet. 
In order for you to grasp that, you have to be in a position where you are able to always see where God is going so that you can move with him. And one of the mistakes that the church makes is she will remain in a place that God wants used to move. She will remain there thinking that God is always going to be there, that he's always going to be speaking like that, that he's always always going to be moving like that. The church will remain in that place. And then when we see other people moving differently, we will down them because we never got the memo. We will down them for the way that they move and the way that their church is growing and the way that they are preaching the gospel. We'll down them because it's not something that we are used to. Let me tell you something. That's a very dangerous place. It is a very dangerous place to be in, to be in a place in God where you have completely missed him and you are now deceived in thinking that you are with him when he left a long time ago. Come on. And so what is God doing down through here? God is saying, I'm calling my people back to what matters. I'm calling my people back to the place where they can hear me and they can see me where they can catch up with me. The Bible says that deep calls unto the deep. And so in this season, he's not calling you to the shallow water. God is calling you into the deeper but it takes you being in the right position so that you can see that. Okay, so that takes me back to the beginning where I begin to talk to us about how can you how can you tell where what your door looks like? How do you know where your door is located? Well, like I said before, the first thing, yeah, 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 you're far away on Jackie. The first thing that you have to do is you have to make sure that your perception is right. The Bible says that there was a blind man. There was a blind man in the word of God. And the Bible says that Jesus went to lay his hands on this blind man to heal him. And the way that he healed him was using spit and mud. He put spit and mud together, put it on the man's eyes. It must have been one of the most grossest in the one of the most grossest ways that, that we saw God, that we saw Jesus heal a person but it worked. And the Bible says that the first thing that that man saw was men walking as trees. Now, when I used to read that story before, I used to think that, that the Bible was saying that the healing didn't work the first time, because why are you seeing men as trees? But the more that I researched that scripture, the more that I realized that he saw men for who oh, he saw men the way that God sees us. God sees us as fruitful. God has created us to produce. He has created us to be fruitful. He has created us to always be working, to always be creating something. He never created man to be sterile. What does that mean? That means that there should never be a season in your life where you're doing nothing. Now, there might be seasons in your life where God will take you through dark places. There might be seasons in your life where he will command you to be on the back of the desert, where he will command you to be faithful over somebody else's work, but at least you're doing something. 
But when you are in a season where you're not doing anything and you're just idle, you have to begin to question, is this really God? Because if God has created us to be fruitful, if God has created us to be as trees, that means that we should always be producing something. And so when this blind man first opened up his eyes after Jesus spit in them, the Bible says that he saw men walking as trees. And, and, and as I studied that out, I realized that he saw man the right way. So the first thing that God wants to work on in order for us to be able to recognize what our, where our open door is, in order for us to be able to recognize what our open door looks like, the first thing that God wants to work on is our perception. And let me tell you something, if your perception, if your perception has been, has been uh, affected over the years by hurt, let me just take a moment because I'm, I'm, my, my throat is tripping this morning, y'all. If your perception is at a place where it is, what's the word? Is it contorted? I think I'm going to use that word. And you're at a place where every man that you see, and when I say men, I mean men and women, every person that you see that God sends into your life, if you are always questioning or if you're always questioning if they are here for something good or are you here for something bad? Why are you in my life? If that's always your question, that is a that is a, almost a guarantee or an indication that your perception is off and it is an indication that something has caused your perception to be completely distorted and so now you can't see your answer for what it is what does that mean? That means that every person that comes in your life, you're wondering, you know, are you here because you want my money? Are you here because you want you want my 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 you want my platform? Are you here because, you know, what do you want from me? This is a very dangerous way to look at people. Because let me tell you something. It, when God sends somebody in your life, it is imperative that the moment he sends them to you, you catch it right away. Let me tell you, some of you are in a place right now where there are people that are either trying to come to you or there are people that have come into your life and you're at a place right now where your vision is so distorted that you're looking at them in the wrong way. And so they have your answer. Okay, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall, shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. That scripture is not always talking about money. That scripture is also talking about information. And, and you, we have to understand that a lot of times God will send a person into our life that has the right information that can shift us altogether. 
But if we are looking at that person or if we are looking at, you know, these relationships that God is sending to us, if we are looking at them in the wrong way, we will miss what the person is in our life for. Hey, Miss Carmelita, we will miss why God has sent that person in our life and the season that God was ready to bring you into. He won't be able to do it. This is one thing that you have to understand about a door. Every door has a knob and on every knob there is a lock and for every lock there is a key and for every key it is it and for every key th that key belongs to somebody. And so in this season, in order for us to recognize what our, where our open door is, in order for us to recognize how we're going to get to the open door, we must first understand that that open door can only be opened by somebody. It can only be opened through a person. It can only be opened. It can only be opened uh, uh, through a person. It. We don't have the key. Somebody else has the key. And in order for us to understand that, we have to have our perception right. And that's one thing that God showed to me even this morning in prayer. He said, Chanel, so many people, they have been blinded to the point where they can't recognize what season that they're in. They can't recognize what timing that they are in. Come on, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar. And the Bible says that they were able to observe the times. They were able to observe the season that they were in. It is very imperative that you know what time it is. And if we know that this is the season of the open door, then this is the moment where God is saying, okay, you need to be looking for a, you need to be looking for a person that has the information that you need in order to shift in this season. Come on, let me take my time right here because this is where a lot of us, we can start to get confused because somewhere along the way, the enemy has tried to convince us that we have the key to open the door. No, you have the keys to the kingdom. But when it comes to a door, there is somebody standing behind it that will determine if it can be open for you. How do they determine if it can be open for you? They see your faithfulness and what you were doing already. How do we know that God operates like this? Well, do you remember David? The Bible says that David was busy taking care of his daddy's sheep. David was not concerned about the kingship. He didn't even know that he was qualifying for the kingship, but he was concerned about the sheep. And the Bible says that when the enemy tried to come and kill the sheep, David did everything in his power to kill the enemy and to make sure and to make sure that his sheep stayed alive. That's what qualified him to be able to walk into the kingship. The kingship was a door. The Bible says that 
that when Saul missed his opportunity, David gained his. Come on, let me encourage somebody today and let you know that there is something that you are qualifying for right now because you are being faithful over what God has given you to do or you've been faithful over what God had given you to do in the previous season. That's the only way that you're going to be able to walk in this new thing. You don't just show up in the kingship. You don't just show up in a new season. No, a new season comes to you when you obey an instruction or when you obey a command and when you are faithful, when you are found faithful over that command, then that's when a new season opens up to you. Contrary to popular belief, it does not open up to you when you turn around three times and when you shout loud. Come on, I ain't hearing nobody say nothing right there. A new season does not open up to you when you turn around three times and when you shout loud. Hold on one second. Because that's what, for whatever reason, I don't know where we got this doctrine from and believing that if I shout real hard on Sunday morning, then my season is going to change. No, new seasons show up when you are faithful over your last. And so here David is, he's being faithful over what God has commanded him to do. And the Bible says that Samuel shows up with a horn of oil and pours it on him. Now, here's the thing that was not even that wasn't even the thing that qualified him for the kingship because there were still tests that he had to go through and the test that he had to go through was not killing Saul. Come on. For some of us. The, the test that we have to go through in this season is making sure that we don't become offended at the person that was sent to make us better. Come on, even the same thing for Joseph. If Joseph would have allowed his frustration and his and his pain to consume him, Joseph would have never qualified for the governorship. But because Joseph's eyes, because Joseph's uh, eyes or his mindset or whatever you want to call it, because Joseph realized why God allowed everything to take place in his life. Because Joseph realized that at that moment, he qualified for something greater. Come on, I want to encourage somebody on today that feels like that feels like, Lord, I don't know why I'm going through this. This is painful. I don't know what you're doing, Father. I feel like I'm going nowhere. I feel like nothing's happening. I feel like this is not going to work. Come on. There is a reason why you're going through what you're going through. And perspective is what you have to catch down through. Because if you do not catch perspective, I guarantee you that you are going to miss your moment. You're going to miss your opportunity for your next. And we, and let me tell you something. You don't want to be in a place where you miss God. 
You don't, that's where Saul found himself. He, God gave him an instruction. Come on, today is about instructions. I don't know who I'm talking to on here, whether if you're watching via Facebook or whether if you're watching through the Fishbowl Radio Network, it is about instruction. And let me tell you something, when you learn how to follow the instruction, when you learn how to receive information from heaven and follow, follow the information or do what you've been instructed to do, that's when you qualify for the open door. And so as I stated before, let me say it again, because somebody needs to catch this on today. For every door, there is a doorknob. And on every doorknob, there is a keyhole. There is a lock. And on every lock, every lock has a key that is associated with it. And every key is in somebody's pockets. One thing that you're not going to do, you're not going to leave up out of your house without your keys because how you're going to get back in your house? Well, this is what that door, that, that, that's how it is with the open door, uh, uh, with the open door that God wants to give you. Somebody has to open it for you. Come on here. My God, I got to take my time right here. Somebody has to open it for you. And the way that they open it for you is they see that you are worthy of it. Come on. A lot of us, we are praying prayers and we are